wins. I don't think on your titles, which is now going to throw. Um, I'm not seeing your name on the on the the marquee. Is mine on there? It's coming up in the bottom. Is it? I have to take down the Do You Live virtual sessions. Anyway, hey everybody, guess what? We are live on the Do You Live Marketing Show, presented by Ice Energy. Got to pay those bills. Thank you, Ice Energy. <laughs> really appreciate your annual sponsorship for Do You Live. I have some very special guests with me today. I chopped their name, which and if anybody knows me, I'm a complete idiot, and I do that on a regular basis. I say cle- I say Cleaver, but it's clever. It's okay. You're actually not. We did not think. No, we share something in common because nobody ever gets do yo right. So anyway, I've got my good friends, Adrian Sable. Did I say your last name right? Sable. Sable and Tony Marr. Minus Whitney Burr. And they are not new to the marketing game. But their marketing agency has now been around for about six months, five months, three months. Mm, about three. About yeah, three, three yeah. months, not yeah. new to the marketing game, but doing some amazing things. You can you can check them out at workwithclever.com, a really cool website. You can put it in the chat, guys, if you want to. In any case, we wanted to bring them on today. We are going to be talking a few things. Um, we're going to get into... What's on tap for 2021? What are you doing? What are you telling your clients? What are you focusing on for your new business, right? An amazing year to start a new business. Yeah, we planned it perfectly. Yeah, you we planned were, it perfectly. We we're like, um, hey, we really want people to do digital. Let's put a pandemic out there. So let's start. Let's start. Um, let's kind of start with just some context. Let's talk about your backgrounds a little bit and how you all came together. Okay. You want to start, Tom? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I've myself have been doing marketing in all kinds of sectors for a long time. So originally my background was commercial production, you know, writing, shooting, editing, all of that. Um, and then I got more of a full-time job working for a, an agency and, you know, working with that agency, I, I, I've met Adrian and that's how our relationship, you know, came about. Um, you know, just one of those people that's like, when you click, you click, like we've worked so well together and we fed off each other so well, you know, and, you know, just developing that friendship and partnership, you know, just like saying like, Hey, I completely trust Adrian with everything, <laughs> which I don't do very often, but you know, with Adrian's a little bit different now. Um, so yeah, you know, I've, I've done it all. Um, I, I guess you could say, you know, from writing digital, all of that, and obviously heavy end of the production side so from ground up production everything sure and yourself adrian yeah so i've been in marketing uh for 12 years now um so i went to school for journalism realized about halfway through i I didn't like that end of it went the pr route and then little by little started going more on the creative route and then realized uh, my strength was really in copywriting and creative direction and yeah, I met Tony like through some shoots and yeah, we just, um, I just think we have the same values, same thing with Whitney. We all have the same values, same things that personally and professionally, like we just really align with one another and um, just really thought that there was an area in this market. And I think even broader than that, where just like great creative wasn't really really being produced and like a creative house, like a true one. I feel like, um, 
there's other great niches for agencies around here that that do their things, but um, we just felt like big idea creative was sort of lacking and just people who don't want things to look local. You know, they want to look higher end, look like they went to that out of town agency, but they can still get away with like young small prices. <laughs> you know, it, it, you so many you make so many good points there. Number one, so many people from a journalism perspective over the past five to seven years have made this move into marketing because of the content play. So, mm -hmm. so many people that are copywriters, so many people that were the hours suck, your news, you got like, right. And you're able to make this move over into that. Number two is I agree with you on the creative side. I continually force my people that I work with on the creative. I always say we have to be disruptive and people get a little bit nervous about that. But like, you know, we don't have the Marky Mark Wahlberg ads anymore. Calvin Klein, you know, underwear ads, right? Like people are like, so afraid they're, they're, everybody's got to play it safe. And I always mm -hmm. say like, we have got to push the envelope. Like I'm never happy with the creativity that we come out. Like we put things out that I'm just like, I really wanted to be Banksy, like jarring yeah. stop because mm -hmm. the world is so noisy. And mm -hmm. one of the biggest compliments that we got from a do you live perspective was in year one, somebody came to the conference and said, we didn't feel like we were at an event in Youngstown. We felt like we were at a New York city event. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and so that made me feel like we nailed it because yeah. I know what you mean. Like you, yeah. you want, you want that Madison Avenue and your, yeah. your website speaks to that as well. Yes. So that was, is that on, so talk to me a little bit about the, the development of the website and some of the idea behind the branding of that and how, how'd you come up with that? Yeah. Well, I think it started just with like our name in general and just what our whole vibe and aesthetic is like, we wanted like a full color palette, you know, while we have our primary logo colors, we wanted a full palette. Whitney, um, who's not on is, is our graphic designer um, and lead design. And she's just like oozes art. I feel like yeah. <laughs> I've never met somebody who's so artistic. <laughs> I don't feel like, I think I'm creative, but like Whitney just comes up with these crazy yeah. ideas. She's one of those um, people that you give the most like easy idea to you're like, Hey, make a circle. And it comes back like amazing. Yeah. She's great at it. And so, yeah, we spent a lot of time um, working on the site and just trying to come up with just um, really cool features on it. Things that we felt like spoke to who we are um, and just to show our capabilities. Cause I feel like we could talk about our capabilities, but like, your website should be able to express that. In yeah, absolutely. Wow. I, and, and so here's here's what's interesting. Somebody texted me earlier this week when I announced our Facebook Live, and they they asked me about your agency, and I I said I don't know. I'll ask. But are you so? Are you a full service agency beyond branding? Like yeah. you, obviously you're gonna do the creative and you're gonna do the branding. You're a full service agency. Yeah, we're full service. And um, I have to say, I when we started this. Um, we didn't think we'd be doing as much websites as what we are. It is, yeah. and I, I think the pandemic has shifted a lot of people's values and, and thinking, um, and I'm sure we'll talk about that more, but yeah, no, we do websites, digital marketing. Um, we do your traditional print. We do your marketing strategy. We do the branding we can, and then we obviously partner with people on production too. So it, it's interesting. It took me, uh, seven years to launch Dennis in the past two weeks. Finally, I, or three weeks, I finally got it out there. <laughs> we were talking offline, like I do more than just do your live. And, yeah. and you know, here's the thing too, like people are like, well, you're an agency, you have agencies on, but like I work out of that abundance 
mentality, right? Like not everybody's my best client. And, yeah. and, and so that's why I, I love the idea of you all coming on um, in, in, in talking marketing, you know, typically I utilize this uh, for free consultation as well. So be forewarned. Um, <laughs> I have smart people on and I pick their brains all oh, the time. Rising tide raises all ships. So, I mean, it but it is, it, it is, um, you know, it, it's interesting. For all of us. We, we've, we, we, we've always been in the mindset that we're going to push content through our digital assets to build the audience. And then we obviously do our in-person event events and the, and the world of the web has obviously gotten very noisy because of people had the force to go that route. As you mm -hmm. look at coming down the stretch on 2020 and going into 2021, what are some of the pieces of advice that you're giving to your existing clients as to like, what directions are you kind of pointing them in as there's a lot of uncertainty in, in still in the world today. Yeah. And I think with that, like, you know, there's a pandemic going on, people are in front of their computer, they're on their phone. So it's developing that content, but it's the content that's not directly selling you something, you know, like you just said, like building those audiences and building those communities, you know, we work with a lot of service-based clients right now. So getting content out there that people could use in their everyday life, even if they're not in that buying mode, you know, put that out there. And then sooner or later, you know, someone's going to need that service. And top of mind is, hey, these people have been helping me out this whole time. They haven't asked me to buy anything from them. You know what? I'm going to try them out. Like that, that's kind of, you know, a, a one approach that we're definitely working on, you know, lead generation, all of that. Yeah. Yeah, and I think people are definitely still um, budget conscious. So I think a lot of our recommendations um, come from a point of listening <laughs> first yeah. and figuring out, okay, what's gonna what's gonna get you the most bang, and and you know what's the best thing. And honestly, right now, digital is your CPM's the best with that. Um, but yeah, yeah. And, and and obviously, right? It, I mean, it, you know, it's been that trend for for a, a, a long while now. And it's it's funny how so many people now like kind of like, oh, I'm in content marketing, I'm in inbound. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like great, welcome to the party. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I am actually started kicking off sixteen a sixteen week free boot camp starting. I don't even know, like I, I, the terms business coaches, I'm going to piss off business coaches. Who else can I make mad today? Um, I hate the term guru, expert, and uh, boot camp. But we're doing 16 weeks free of Do You Live starting today at noon with your lead gen strategy for 2021. I'm going to kick that off. Um, we're obviously not doing the in-person in event. You know, the way – one of the things I'm going to talk about is geography. You know, Ohio economy, Ohio's, I, I've made this decision and I'm not relying on the Ohio economy. Like I said, I'm working from home and I've got four kids. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Um, I'm not relying on the Ohio economy. Um, that's one of the things I'm going to talk about on my webinar is that I am talking to people in Colorado, Texas, Florida, Georgia, and my conversations with them are dramatically different than the Ohio conversations. Um, the Ohio conversations are like, we had to, you know, we gotta be off the street by the time the lights come on. I understand it's it's, it's very, this is obviously, right? We gotta be in by the time the lights come on. We've got a curfew, we got this, we got that. Like I talked to people in Texas and I got a call today at two, three o'clock. The guy's like, no, we've been open for business for four or five months. Like we're, you know, we're going like gangbusters is, is the term. Mm -hmm. Do you, are you focusing a lot of your, you know, you, you, you said 
you want to creatively own Youngstown, and I'm kind of paraphrasing, are you are your clients predominantly Youngstown based or are you also outside of our, our borders in, in a region? We're outside. I mean, you know, obviously right now it's we're local, but, you know, we don't want it to stay that way. You know, we want to reach out to those clients beyond. Um, and so, you know, for us, it, it's like playing catch up because we're building our own portfolio right now. Even though we've only, you know, been in business for three months, it's, you know, we're just like, all right, well, now we got to build this and, and, and sell yeah. it to other people outside of our area. You know, I think that's our biggest growth area. But, you yeah. know, again, we love this market. We know this market. And but it's still time that we, you know, in time we'll branch out and go, you know, a lot bigger. Yeah. And I think like this whole work from home and just everything being different um, has sort of leveled the playing field, I feel yeah. like, a little bit to be able to go into more markets um, than before. Mm -hmm. So, so as, as you look at, as you look at the marketing without, marketing idea right nobody likes to be marketed to nobody likes to be sold to um what are what are a few tactical things that you could give me an example or give our audience an example of like you're working with somebody and did you form a facebook group it, you know like uh i don't tony i don't know if canfield fair's a passion project or not but you're doing a podcast with the canfield fair like talk to me about tactically what's something that somebody could take away with right Sure. Um, yeah. Like, so podcasts, obviously podcasts are huge. Um, <laughs> and now it seems like everyone is popping up with a podcast. Right. And, and you know, it's, it, it actually helps a lot, you know, not, you know, marketing without marketing um, kind of deal is you're, you're putting it out there and it's more that experiential feel, um, you know, because right now, like money's tight for a lot of people, a lot of businesses, money's tight. So if you can offer them an experience, um, that will sell your product a lot further um, without really selling your product. Um, and again, like for one of our clients, you know, they their early childhood education, you know, we started doing a video series for them where nice a teacher reading a book and then following up with like a lesson the week later. So it's like that kind of content um, goes a long way. And it's not just for the people that use their services, but it's also for anyone that has kids. So they can go in, check out a story, watch a cool experiment, do it at home. And it's, you know, that it, recurring content. I, so. I, I love I love the idea. I love the concept. I've worked with the Rich Center for Autism. And one of the things that we did was implemented story time with them. Now, question mm -hmm. I have is when you talk with a client about that concept, do they ever get into my secret sauce or I'm worried about my competition or like, how do you, do you have that conversation? How do you get them to overcome that fear? Sure. That's a, that's a good question. Yeah. I think the one particular example, no, we didn't really have that fear. Um, it, cause just because of, um, just type of organization they are, they, they're, you know, they're part of a government. So, um, that isn't really one of those. Um, I don't think we've run into an instance of anybody really wanting to like sort of make sure we don't give away all the the, the magic. <laughs> here's, what, here's, what, here's what I say to that, right? So Kara Vernal, by the way, says love working with you. Oh, and, love and, and, and Kelsey, if you're still on, <laughs> thank you for joining us. K Squared Marketing, who will be a part of a roundtable discussion um, later in like January, February-ish part of the Do You Live. Um, 
We love Kelsey. I, I, I look at it like this. And somebody told me this a few years back, a marketing agency in town. They didn't want to, it pained me. It pained me to <laughs> say, would you want to speak at do you live? Like, I'm like, Oh, I can't believe we just had to ask them that question. Like, right. Like, but I'm like, I, I'm all about like giving everybody the opportunity and like, you know, and, and, and so, and, and I think like if, I respect your work. Like I want you on that stage to bring my audience value and bring our community value. And <laughs> the answer I got was like this big dissertation on they had a secret sauce that they didn't know if they felt comfortable with giving that information to the audience. And I laughed at them. <laughs> and I was like, you do, <laughs> you do realize everything you know is on Google, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, right. So Google has commoditized. Yeah. Now, do you want to get there faster? I can help you. Do you mm -hmm. not have the bandwidth? I can help you. But like, please, like, you know, don't give me your, I, you know, I've got my secret sauce. But I, I do find it sometimes challenging, um, you know, the various clients that are worried about the content model and, and like, um, you know, well, my competition's going to see what we're doing or my competition's going to, um uh maybe they'll play in that space whatever you know what i mean like so i i, I have had that what's that i think it's just flattery if they're going to take your idea and do the same thing so um go ahead um we'll we'll make it look a little bit better <laughs> yeah as long as you're there first too you know that helps yeah. so it's like hey we were the originators of this you guys. Bobby. If you're not first you're last yeah well yeah. you know it's funny we've had this conversation a few times on this show uh in the, in actually in recent weeks and and so it's interesting i i don't know that there's a, a lot of original ideas out there um but it's funny when when flattery and you maybe you've not eventually you'll get there right i I'm not not i mean people are probably already copying you but when it comes to the business model and it starts to take money out of your pockets when it crosses the line of like i'm not so flattered anymore yeah but, I also think like um, just that whole idea of like having to talk clients, you know, maybe into things or, you know, it, you know, educate them. I think it also goes back to your idea of like you want to find the right person that you want to work with. Yeah. And we may not be the right fit. If I've got, you know, if it's such a hurdle to overcome getting you to do the right thing, okay. then you aren't the right fit I, for you. I love, I love that idea and I love that, that topic. So I'm yeah. going to challenge you just a bit. You're okay. a new, you're a new business in a pandemic. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Can we turn down? <laughs> no. Yeah. no. I'm selective. I'm selective. Like, I mean, like, I mean, right now, like, you know, I mean, so I love the idea and I, I understand what you're saying. And I, I, I yeah. you know, I do, you know, I think everybody aspires to be in that position. How selective can you be? Um, I guess is the question, right? Right now, though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't but, think anybody in our field can. No, but the good thing is, like, you know, when we go to a client meeting or we meet with clients, like, we instantly have that connect. Um, you know, we're all about building relationships. And I know everyone says that, but, you know, that's what we really are. Um, and, you know, meeting with someone for the first couple of times, if they already put their trust in us, you know, it, that's going to help us a lot further. Um, you know, we'll bring them examples of stuff that we want to do for them. Um, 
say, you know, really go into the content that we want to produce. And, you know, usually it's been working out so far, um, but people are really into what we're putting out there. And that's, you know, that it just says something about us um, and it says something about the people that we're working with, you know, because people right now do want to change, um, especially as the market's changing too. Uh, so, but, you know, so far it's been working out great for us. So we'll just see if we can keep that, <laughs> that track record going. It, it, it does. And like, you know, I, um, I, I'll tell you my, be my, my best clients are the ones that have trust and patience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and the ones that do have have had a lot of success. It's the ones that, for whatever reason, bring me in. And I'm really honest up front. Like I I I, I don't tell people what they want to hear. Um, I think that that for some people that's like kind of like a challenge to them. And then they they sign the agreement. Then they suddenly become marketing experts. Mm -hmm. So something that we did talk about offline that we could talk about online is why do you think. Why do you think from an organizational standpoint, you know, I, I made a, I wrote a blog one time. It said a lawyer, an accountant, and a marketing professionals, professionals all walked into a bar. That was like the title of the blog. Mm -hmm. And it went on to talk about how everybody's a marketing expert. I can't do your taxes. Like our, the IRS would be calling you tomorrow, Tony, if I did your taxes. <laughs> Adrian, you're like your LLC is going to be really screwed up if I yeah. pull out that. <laughs> yes, yeah. but but everybody's got a everybody's got a night like you know the color palette, the message, the the tactic. Why do you think that marketing is the one area of professional services that everybody's got an opinion? And yeah, I think because you you interact with it so much. You know what I mean? Like taxes is something you don't think about. I mean, I don't think about them daily. I don't know about other people. Um, you know. <laughs> I don't want to think about law things daily, um, but marketing is you're experiencing and interacting with every single day. Yeah. Um, and so I think there's that level of it. Um, and I also, we were just talking about this this morning with a client. I never before until we had the business really understood clients desires to do things themselves marketing wise, you know, like Canva or do you know what I mean? Like I can design, let me do Canva or, you know, we're going to make our site on Wix instead of actually, you know, building um, a true site. And um, until we had the business and you're really, you're like, okay, I'm going to try and keep costs down. Can I, can I do my taxes myself? Do I really need an accountant? Do we let's just go on legal zoom and, <laughs> that way. and then I was like, no, no, you're doing the thing you get mad at other people for doing like, stop it. like you don't know what you're doing <laughs> when it comes to this. You may have opinions about it, but, um, but I understand that desire. Kelsey says it's be, I'm going to throw her comment up. It's because they don't under actually understand what marketing encompasses. Hmm. I wish we had a fourth uh, chair. I, I, I would uh, I know, I the link and, get her on but um tony what's your take like what do you why why does everybody got an opinion everyone always has an opinion you know especially like when <laughs> yeah. um, is is that they've worked with it so closely and hold it really close you know to their heart and getting in there and and showing them hey you know i, I get what your ideas are but this is probably a better way of doing that <laughs> and, and and showing them that it works you know Anymore, we have the data that backs up everything that we do um, almost instantaneously. Um, 
and you know like in social media you're you're getting the engagements you're you're getting reactions from people and, and showing them the networks but then you also got to look at the sales too like are you getting better sales when we started this so seeing that you know it definitely helps but like what kelsey just said marketing encompasses a lot more than just putting an ad out there or running an ad on facebook you know there there's a lot of strategy behind it and if you don't build that strategy going into something you know, like two or three months down the road, you're going to like, all right, well, we ran out of ideas. Now what the hell are we going to do? You know, <laughs> we, right. we just want to build that strategy that's actually working. You know, we'll test, we'll revise, we'll do better creative. You know, that's, that's our goal. And to, and I think once you show the people that are in marketing at a company, like what you've been doing and how it's working, you know, that way you build again, that trust and build that relationship to, to kind of get more freedom in what you want to do for the company. As long as it continues to work, you know, they'll start to trust you a lot more. Is it a dangerous spot to be when somebody says to you, well, I, um, I picked my dry cleaners based upon the fact that I saw the van driving down the street. So the world is like me. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm never a fan of the surveys of like, how'd you hear about us? Um, I don't know that those actually do anything. Cause you know, was especially when we're putting plans together, there's so many prongs to it. You know, it could, it's not just a billboard or it's not just a TV spot or, you know, a, a social media content strategy or your website. Like there's so many prongs to it that it's, almost the, it's the combination of them. So I feel like sometimes people maybe rely on that insight or, you know, hearsay. To, to a yeah. fault, you know, to a fault, I'm always willing to admit my own shortcomings, but I believe that anything that I do for myself and my clients needs to come from within first on my web assets, my email, my social media, and then outwardly and never rely upon traditional media advertising in general. And I did work with a client that had just a Brinks truck full of money and didn't care how much they spent on TV and radio and newspaper. What, 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 um, uh, I guess place does kind of traditional media at this point, do you feel it serves from a marketing and advertising perspective, if any at all? And again, to a fault, Mm -hmm. I don't believe in any of it. I believe that we, <laughs> okay. I, 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 right. And, and I, by the way, like, I, I mean, so anyway, what do you guys think? Um, I still think traditional has, has a place. It depends on your budget for sure. Um, and if it I have, okay. Okay. That's fair. Go ahead. I think it definitely depends on your budget. And then I think it depends on, on what your, what your company is yeah. for us. A billboard doesn't make sense. Do you know what I mean? That's, that is wasted. You know, those are completely wasted dollars. A TV spot doesn't make sense for us. Um, but for other things it does. And I don't know, my TV's on all day because I'm working from home. Do you know what I mean? Like there are some things that I feel like have sort of, um, because of the pandemic also come back in, you know, um, radio went down because people weren't in their cars. Do you know what I mean? Like there were some things that have, have changed, but I think depending on your budget and depending on what you're selling, there is value to it. And, and also still with direct mail. I know we're all past the point of spraying our mail, I think. Um, <laughs> no, you're still, you're still <laughs> protecting your mail. 
I'm not. I, I, don't know. I don't think I ever did, but some people like left it in the garage for like. I left it out there a couple of days. I'm not gonna lie, but oh, really? well, like like two. You know, <laughs> remember that first package I got delivered? I was like, I don't want that. The <laughs> very first shopping trip I did back in March or April, I brought stuff home and I sprayed all the bags down. And then after I was yeah. in the process, I was like, this is stupid. Like. <laughs> I, I, and and we kind of went through this with my my now three year old. Um, it, it's been documented. I don't need to go too far into it. But we went through this with my three year old when he had heart surgery. We had to um, we had to make sure that nobody in the house he didn't get the flu or a cold because a baby with a hole in the heart would have killed him. So like we kind of went through we we set the tone for social distancing before <laughs> it was ever a thing. Right? Yeah, We're always early. Cool. Right. Yeah. But um. So. So I, you know, statistically, right, the Super Bowl's a, a two million dollar thirty second ad. That's not counting the creative and the talent and all that. And statistically, they say like eighty percent of Super Bowl ads don't convert. Or I'm sorry, right? But like mm -hmm. when you when you think about that, it means twenty percent. It's like the weather. It's like twenty percent does, and there's like a hundred million mm -hmm. people watching the Super yeah. Bowl. Like, could you deal yeah. with 20 million new customers like tomorrow? Like, so if yeah. I did have obviously Absolutely. an endless budget, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I maybe think differently, but I still feel that like, even with a big budget, what I can do on digital and build my audience and get my message in front of the right people at the right time in my demographic, I'm not relying on the... And I, by the way, I have like media sponsors, <laughs> so I'll probably make it up very happy. <laughs> I've rebuilt. I, I, I have built. Um, I rebuilt media platforms in Youngstown. Um, the, you know, but um, yeah, I just I'm like, man, like what I can what I could do to build a lookalike audience. Sure. You know, on Facebook is really dynamic, and that's mm -hmm. why I I I, I tend to. Um, I tend to to lean that route. Mm -hmm. yeah. Kelsey, she's just she's just in it today, and I, I feel bad. That <laughs> Traditional reinforces the foundation of the layers. I think people also have the perception, at least locally, that it's a big deal to be on TV and radio. I think it helps to leverage the PR strategy again, reinforces and provides synergy for the strategy. Well, I I. Also, it's interesting. I, I've worked with people that they do feel that way. They feel mm -hmm. like like traditional media legitimizes them. And I'm like, why? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, right? Yeah, I, do, I do think for some people it is, they like to see them, their brand on TV. Um, <laughs> it's, sure. an ego, it's an ego spend. Yeah. And I mean, would I like to see us on TV? Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I understand it. Like, I get it. Um, and I do, I agree with you with digital, you can measure like nothing else, right? Like yeah. you can prove down to the, to the second, you know, but I, I, I agree with Kelsey. It's about layering those things. It depending on the client and the budget preface that, yeah. <laughs> um, it is about layering those things and layering those strategies. But, you know, if you have a limited budget or limited resources, then, then yeah, I think digital is like your lower hanging fruit that you can definitely start picking away at faster than yeah. anything. Yeah. For sure. Right. Building that audience. Right. Right. Yeah. 
Nobody, but, nobody, pe people struggle with the people struggle with the the slog that it takes to build audience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and community like mm -hmm. this, you know, Absolutely. like people are like, you know, we're probably three hundred and I don't know, like we never did the episode thing, but if I did and I had to put a number on it, we're probably like three hundred and like five or ten Facebook lives. Okay, over four years. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like a consistent <laughs> daily work. <laughs> yeah, and we always like let everyone know, like, hey, this is going to take some time. So, like, at the end of one month, what you know, right when we start working <laughs> with you, like, you're not going to see dramatic results. Like, we're we're building that, and I mean, you obviously slowly see that uptick, but it's not, you know, it's not going to be a miracle. Like, once month one's over with, everyone's going to know about you. I mean. <laughs> But it is easier and cheaper to tweak your digital strategy than to realize a spot you produced and paid all this money for is off. Do you know what well, I mean? Here, here, here's my here's my big play too, and I would agree with that. Is that one of the things that people miss on digital is utilizing it as a um, focus group or messaging mm -hmm. strategy, right? So, like for two hundred bucks, you can kind of find out really quickly what message is going to resonate and then utilize that information mm -hmm. into your bigger ad spend, whether yep. that's billboard or TV or whatnot. And, yeah. and a lot of, and you know, and I think the other big mistake that people make that they're not willing to invest in the awareness game and marketing has always been about the awareness game and impressions. So you, you said CPM earlier, right? And so, you know, TV and, and traditional has always relied upon awareness digital, mm -hmm. Digital went the route of, well, we know where the clicks are coming from. Yeah. And so they put so much emphasis upon that. And and so when people look at their ad spend, they want to know lead gen ROI, and they don't really want to put the money into a Facebook awareness ad because you got to start someplace, yeah. right? Like you mm -hmm. got to start. How, um, have you had that conversation with, with people? Um, I think, yeah, I feel like once you explain it to them, just that like, hey, for this lower dollar amount, we can learn so much, yeah. you know, um, for you. It's it's not a hard conversation, I feel like, to have. Um, and then I also feel like back to that traditional versus digital and the layering, it, it also gives you that impression of being everywhere. Do you know what I mean? Like, when you layer all those things together, it's like, oh my God, every time I turn around, I see you, you know, or I'm hearing about you. Um, so I think that that's, that's where that benefit comes in for that too. All right. So, that's our goal too. Oh, go ahead, oh, Tony. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, doing it that way. And then with our creative emphasis on top of it too, like you said, it's cutting through all the crap that's out there. Um, you know, <laughs> you're going to see it, you're going to remember it. And, and that's what we want to do with everyone, with all of our clients. So. All right. So, um, uh, a couple couple things to wrap up here. First of all, do you live virtual sessions? Eight sixteen weeks of fun marketing how tos. If you're in business, it's our way of giving back. Like I mean, um, you know, try to help businesses get back on their feet is by providing you with free how tos every Friday at noon from now until April second. Um, we're going to be doing a live webinar. I'm doing one today on what's your lead gen strategy for 2021. Um, this is in the chat. Uh, no, that's not in the chat. There we go. It's in the chat. You can you can sign on to that. Um, somebody writes. I'm not. 
so we'll, we'll give we'll give Josh his time in the sun. Broadcast <laughs> media is still a fantastic mass reach. Recall and image reinforcement. And thank you, Josh. I appreciate the comment. Um, all right. So this is where I get free advice. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, and, and you know, it's always funny too. Like one time I sat in a, um, an hour long, very basic marketing thing. Um, it's when my office was at the Youngstown Business Incubator and somebody was like, you could be running this class. Right. And I was like, look, if I get one nugget out of this, mm-hmm. that's, I, I'm, I'm lucky. Like I, I don't ever feel like I know enough. Um, I look at, you know, working on my website for seven years. Well, that's not the reality is that um, it, it took me about a three weeks to, to get my website out. It probably looks like it. And then I look at yours and I feel like completely, completely inept. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, um, I have do yo live mm-hmm. and you know, that's what kind of like people are like, Oh, you know, whether you pronounce it right. And then I've got Dennis and I, pimp myself out for marketing, obviously services and hire me as your contracted, you know, director of marketing. Um, you know, how, how do I, how do I continually push my brand so that people recognize, Hey, there's do yo Dennis, but he actually isn't just the guy that does the marketing conference, right? Mm -hmm. Especially in pandemic years. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a guy that pushes, obviously, you know, marketing services contract, right? How how do I how do I um, frame that? How, what do you do? How do you help me? Yeah, um, well, <laughs> I I I guess I don't think of you as just do yo guy. So there's there's that whole. Yeah. Oh, that's very I kind of you. What do yo? Wait, yeah. no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that. Um, but I think it's it's pushing out examples of your work that you're doing for other clients, which you are doing. Um, Cause I, I see you, you know, sharing those things and pushing that out there. I just started that though. Like I never, I never wanted to be about me. I find a lot of agencies like, and, and, and please don't take this the wrong way. Right. But like, I find a lot of, you know, you have to, you have to talk about your work if you're an agency mm-hmm. and I get that. Right. I've never done that. Like my list of clients over the past, seven years if i you know kind of go down through the list you'd be like holy shit like yeah you've worked with the kafaro corporation the largest independent mall de- developer in the united states aim transportation the largest independently owned trucking company in the united states avalon mm-hmm. the business journal like like there's kind of like a i don't want you know like so i don't but i've never i don't do that that's not me right like i it's it's about well, my clients you're pushing yourself and it's pushing your work i feel like those are different things Right, right. And you're like pushing yourself is like a little more self. Whereas like your work, I don't know. I feel like those are a little different to me personally. Yeah. Right. I, I agree with that. And like showing the success that they got off of your work also kind of, you know, puts that message out there a little bit further. So so the challenging part is this, is that I said, do you would always be that living case study. So like, I can't mm-hmm. hide, I can't hide 200, 300, 400 people. Right. Mm-hmm. They all showed up for do you live. <laughs> yeah. So that was my living case study. So I, I was like, that'll be what I kind of hang my hat on. And then mm-hmm. what I've done for X, Y, and Z clients, that's, I, I, that's their business. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so, so more 
examples, case studies, yes. and not the boring type of case study, but more case studies yeah. of my body of work. Yeah. yeah, I feel like if people knew some of the brands you worked with more, um, obviously, do you have a crow's hat on today? Yeah, I absolutely. do. <laughs> I almost wore my clever hat today, but my hair is done, so I didn't do it. Um, but there you go, hat on. <laughs> I like it. Thank people you. have sent you before the influencer thing was an influencer. People sent me hats to wear on the Dio Live show. Hey, <laughs> worth it. Yeah, swag works. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, you would probably make a ton selling these because of the number. No, I don't want to do merch. Yeah. Well, that's a big. That's by the way, that's a big play for. Um, that's a big play for a lot of people in like 2021 is like figuring out. You know, like if you've got an audience at this point now, what, you know, besides, um, you know, like marketing services, like what else could I mm -hmm. potentially, you know, put in front of them, right? Like I'm not going to develop a coffee brand tomorrow, like, but I, I mean, I drink Folgers, full disclosure. <laughs> I've got four kids, like I can't afford like, yeah, no, right. coffee. <laughs> Starbucks. <laughs> Unless like Brand Street or Stonefruit wants to start sending me free coffee to drink on the DLI marketing show, like hey, I gotta, I gotta hey, do it. You know. that, did you have your Stonefruit mug? Is that what I, I do? Saw? Yeah. No, they're not paying for this either. It just, it's no free, free plug, <laughs> free advertisement. Yeah, uh, swag works. I definitely agree. But yeah, I would say I think push your work more. I, I think it's important for people to see what you can, what you're doing. Yeah, uh, especially given that there is not that big show this year. <laughs> it's an extended show, but. Um... I put out my own official press release uh, this past week on social media. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, living true to the form. I did. Yeah. I, w I went to no media and I just oh. gave, I gave them the big number one finger and was like, you know here's what? my official statement. Right. I don't need you. Kelsey's going to chime in and say PR works. I know it. So, <laughs> it does. That also works. It's one of the layers. She just wants to see Leo. And I don't know where he is. He's running around his house someplace. <laughs> All right. Rapid fire questions. Okay. And it's kind of uh, with two people on. So you we'll rotate it. Okay. How's that sound? All right. All right. What's on your – Adrian, what's on your desk? What's on my desk? Um, I don't have a desk right now. I am literally in my, I, I sit on my couch and I work at my couch or my kitchen table or in my Florida room. So um, a remote and my phone. <laughs> Tony. Uh, baby Yoda, Alexa, my coffee mug and a notepad and a mouse. Android or iPhone? iPhone. iPhone. I feel like it says a lot about a buyer persona when you ask that question. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's I the agree. other statement. <laughs> that I, was I basically agree. it. <laughs> I agree. Yes, I can't. I can't <laughs> wait until we can get back to our meetups and do networking events in person, like we do Friday lunches. Um, I, I want to see you guys in person and hang out. It'll be yeah. it'll be fun. Um, <laughs> um, rock, rap, or country? Rap. That's a tough one. No country. Country's completely out. It's between rap and rock. I feel Not like you're more rap now. I think I've been more rap. Yeah, I'm getting, you're uh, more rap now. You used to be rock, but I feel like you're rap now. I am yeah. anti-country. Like, yeah. but, yeah, but, oh, but, 
Are you now just there's a dis- Kelsey mad? <laughs> now there's a, now there's a, but there's a big disclaimer behind that. Okay. I love old country. Old country. Like the high women, like, like uh, Waylon Jennings and Hank oh, Jr. Okay. okay. Number two, I recently became very uh, a big fan of Darius Rucker in his second career. Um, yes. I find I, I love what he's doing. Okay. Um, so, um, last bit, last book you've read that you'd recommend anybody reads. Oh, I just read, um, Trevor Noah's born a crime. It's really good. Uh, Saturday night ghost club. I forget the author, but I read it a couple months ago and it's one of those books that just kind of sits with you. It's, it was really good. Really good. Social media platform that you cannot live without. Instagram. I'm old school. Facebook. You know what? MySpace. There we go. Screw it. No. Uh, <laughs> Are we in your, am I in your top eight or top ten? What was it? Top eight? Yeah, it was top eight. Me and Tom still go strong to this day. Like they no. force you to rank your friends. Like that's crazy. <laughs> I know. But you know what? That's people fought for it. That's all that matters. You know. Swipe left. Swipe right. <laughs> right. Like, I don't even know what that means. You got to get back into ranking. I think Facebook should come back. They should introduce the ranking the friends. Yes, I agree. It's got to. I have to tell you, this is getting me off topic once again. But like, (laughs) I'm getting very my one of my biggest. What's your biggest? uh, This is so. I'll I'll just come up with this one because it's off off uh, uh, the script for rapid fire questions. Biggest social media pet peeve. Everybody thinking they're an influencer. Uh, that and everyone saying let's go like that's I don't know what that I don't know why that just came about this week <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> it's true my biggest social media pet peeve is getting lectured in my own feed oh. <laughs> <laughs> is that happening right now is that it has happened it has okay. happened <laughs> yes um <laughs> all right so now on Fridays we I've been posting for the, about the past three months, very controversial topics on my Facebook feed. Um, and uh, I've been making fun of like literally all the political and COVID talk. And that's why I launched it. And it's so funny because like, I'm like, would you rather have Pepsi or Coke beach vacation, mountain vacation? Would you rather be Michael Jackson or Prince for a day? So I've asked very controversial questions as you can tell, and it's created a lot of debate. So this is the last question I have for you. I actually have two more questions. This question, one more. Uh, this is very controversial in Youngstown. Oh, and we've been asking this for four years on the Do You Live Marketing Show. Best pizza in Youngstown. Uh, I feel like Tony and I are on the same page. Yeah, same page. Uh, That's okay. quick. One, two, two three. three. Uptown. Uptown pizza, man. 100%. Get it slightly crispy and you're good. Yep, order it crispy. Uh-huh. All right. I can respect that. I can't you disagree. Yeah. What's your pizza, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> you disagree? And, uh, hey, I'm doing the, <laughs> hey, I'm doing the interview and I'm asking the questions. <laughs> um, Elmton was number one. I, I, I have this belief that Struthers actually has the best pizza pound for pound in the entire region. There's, I, wanna, I agree. Yeah. So, so Elmton has been number one. But then I went to St. A's Bistro, which sounds very 
you know, uh, proper, but St. Anthony's and Struthers. Um, Wait, it's called A's Bistro? Well, they changed it. They, they rebranded. All right. I love it. I love it's it. Great. His, dude's pizza is in, incredible. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not Youngstown crust. It's not New York. It's in between. Um, it's kind of like a little bit of Roxbury, but like, Ultimate Briar Hill. That's all I can say. Like I literally woke up this morning thinking to myself, I am ordering three pies from St. A's Bistro today. You better order it now because they've been on a wait list there, man. Like that's three o'clock. You got to get your call in. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm literally planning my entire day around this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, never mind the webinar I'm doing in 12 minutes on lead generation. <laughs> all right, we got to end. <laughs> Last. Last question, besides letting you know that I appreciate both of you taking the time out to be on the Do You Live Marketing Show. I really do appreciate it. I appreciate your advice and wish you all uh, the success in the world. The last question is, best piece of business advice you either get or you've given? Hmm. That's a tough I don't know one. that we've gotten much of, like, um, somebody told me, oh, hi, Juju. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's, I love no. it. Say hi. I got a hooper. <laughs> Uh, Hooper, Hooper's named after Matt Hooper, the marine biologist in the movie Jaws that my kids saw nice. um, oh, okay. a few years ago, two weeks before they went to Florida on a vacation. <laughs> so yeah. they went to the beach? Nephew babysat. <laughs> they, nephew babysat, and they come home, and, and I had it at that point, six, four, and two. They're like, we just watched Jaws. And their eyes were this big. <laughs> so it was either going to be Chief Martin Brody, which is an amazing name for a dog, or Hooper after Matt Hooper, uh, Richard Dreyfus. So it, it ended up being Cooper. So yeah, we've got, yeah, we've got a, a dog as well. Um, I don't think we've gotten much advice. The only advice I got from somebody was get a good accountant. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like we did. So good. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Um, uh, that's the only advice I've gotten you. Um, other than take time to market yourselves, you know, cause that's, that's the hardest part is like, you know, we, we spend all our time marketing other people. And then when we sit down, we're like, well, crap, what do we do for ourselves? <laughs> you know, but I think we've been on top of it for the most part. Yeah. It's the cobbler. Um, that's the shoe yeah. reference, right? Then, the, the guy, the, you know, the, the, and, and that is the challenging life of, of being an entrepreneur and the business owner is, um, you know, and that's why that's why Duyo existed because it was going to serve as this lead gen tool that was going to help build the brand. And then I didn't know that there was a business behind it. And um, um, so yeah, you're right. Like marketing yourself, but you're doing a good job. Like your your website's on point. It looks good. Um, like I said, it makes me feel inept that when I'm like, I look at it, I'm like, oh, I want my shit to look like that. That's like amazing. So congratulations to you. I'm very happy for the both of you and, and give Whitney my best as well. well. Let's stay in, let's stay in contact. Um, for sure. For right? sure man. Okay. Yeah, definitely. You, you guys be safe. Um, in nine minutes, I am starting a 16 week marathon of <laughs> Friday webinars at noon. We're going to do what's your lead gen strategy for 2021 and topics to follow drop on by thank you i synergy for sponsoring us we love you guys and thank you everybody stay safe be well see you thanks bye bye